Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi. That's all I got. Hey guys, how's how's it going? High's pretty good. High is your your stand is a, is a pretty good way to start a thing. Thank you, hey everybody. It's me, Mason again. We got Angel coming back because he's the best, and we got Allison here because she's also pretty good. So, Am I? yeah, I think so. All right, guys. Today we're talking about. To our last batch of Stephen King shorts for at least a oh, good. We'll talk about more and more again, obviously. He's written a lot of stuff. Uh, we got today we're covering from Skeleton Crew, The Monkey, and from Bizarre Bad Dreams again, Afterlife. Now, guys, when we start, uh, what'd you guys think? Did we like both of these stories I picked? I didn't really have a theme this time. I just kind of just like, I liked two, one I read that I liked and one I have not read that's got a lot of praise. It's been adapted a couple of times. Adapted being, you know, like referenced. So Angel first, what'd you think? Uh, they were both really good. They were both really good. I think Monkey was obviously a little longer, had that kind of slow burn aspect to it. And um, I don't know how y'all, how did you consume uh, the... Uh, afterlife. I watched the Stephen King reading of it. There was a Stephen King, he read it on YouTube. Yeah, at uh, Lowell UMass. It was first an interview we had, then he read the short story. That's why I first had first um, to reread it. I originally read it on Bizarre Bad Dreams, and then I, for this, I re-listened to him read it again, because one, I just like his voice. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, yeah, and that was like a YouTube video, too, so you actually just watched him read it. It was, yeah. it was pretty cool. Allison, how did you experience these? I just read it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's good either way. It's a good, it's, it's a good story. <laughs> yeah, I was tired last night. I just finished the monkey, and I was like, okay, I'm just gonna listen to this one. To it's been a long, it's been a long week for all of us. <coughs> Many hour days, and then, you know, I was doing that whole other thing at work today these last weeks. So, it's just been long. But you know, hopefully, it was Valentine's this week here too. Mm-hmm. It has been long. Yeah. It has been a long. Week. Holy shit! It's only Saturday, guys. What do you mean only Saturday? It should be it's finally Saturday. Well, I don't really have days off, if you've noticed. Well, whose fault is that? It's my fault because I like money. I mean, yes. And because I, I get bored really easily. All right, we're going to go with the monkey first. Allison, do you want to give us a quick what the basic premise of the monkey is for the one person who hasn't read it or probably a couple dozen people who hasn't read it? Jesus Christ, we picked the wrong person. You don't have to give a full synopsis. Just say, like, basically, what is the story? Uh, Hal basically has a fear of this monkey. And it's that stereo, like, the typical monkey with the The symbols, symbols. Mm -hmm. the big, wide grin, the red lips, freaky as all hell. Very unprofessional, but that's okay. Dude, what's worse is that my phone is on Do Not Disturb, and the only reason why it rings is if it's an emergency contact. And that's what it is. It's an emergency contact that's calling me. Do you need to go? Nope. Was it your husband? Yup. <sighs> There's literally only three people on my phone that my phone will actually push through. My mom, my dad, and my husband. We'll take a pause for a second because I don't know how I'm going to edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> we're back. So, yeah, those uh, those big red lips, freaky monkey. Freaky little things. We've all seen them. Just I don't think they make them much anymore. 
The fun fact, um, on the original version of Skeleton Crew, that's the main cover is the f- monkey with the symbol hitting the symbols. Clang, clang, jang, 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 jang. It's a freaky thing. I remember seeing a movie about a mo- evil monkey doll once. No idea what the hell it was. Don't even don't even care enough to really look it up. I just remember seeing it. Toy Story Three. It wasn't Toy Story Three, but that's not the movie I was talking about. Mm, well, but um, all right. Uh, let's go with Angel first. What'd you think of you know Hal and his journey with this? Possibly possessed, possibly demonic monkey, possibly it's all in his head. But all, at the end, it kind of confirms it really is not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they, I think they made it. I mean, uh, with with the Stephen King's kind of, kind of creature feature slash like, kind of fo- more focused, um, kind of classic horror stuff. He's kind of just like he he establishes pretty early on, I guess that it, like it's like. It's spooky land. There's something wrong with yeah. this thing. <laughs> and uh and like demons and stuff are like totally, totally in um in the world. Mm-hmm. And so I I I was just like I like whenever you get to that part where you're like, Okay, cool, demons, monsters, and you know, angels, demons, all that stuff mm-hmm. is just on the table and uh and um yeah, just go from go from there. There's um I wish I maybe we went. We got into a little more. We got maybe some more about like where the monkey came from. I mean, what exactly is this thing? Like, kind of how we got that. Um, like in the Mangler, how it was like they, they like figured out some plausible kind of way for. They, Satan. Yeah, it was part of part of the story. They were like, "Well, this is this is actually might have been what happened." Um, Just uh, somehow it happened. Right. Right. I think um, that would have been cool. But uh, I kind of I kind of take the adverse. I do appreciate how we don't figure it out. Yeah, because I'm in. The, if we were in the situation, maybe we would look this up. But from a toy from how many decades ago, you don't even know. Wh- you know, it was made in Hong Kong. You don't even know where your dad got it from. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how you would begin that search. If this was made into a movie today, obviously there'd be some random bull crap. So the obligatory Google or go to the nice shopkeeper scene. Explain. 10,000 years ago, this evil demon, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But I kind of liked how we don't figure it out. And I did, I'm not going to lie, I went to bed last night uh, midway through rereading this because um, I read it once not oh, this week and then I read it again before tonight just to you know refresh myself again because I never read it till this week. And I passed out midway through. I don't know why, I just kind of, I had some nightmare about my mom for some reason, which was fitting with this story. Mm-hmm. And I woke up having a damn heart attack midway through. It was it was freaky. That was just weird. Um, I don't know, Allison. Um, I think this book is getting to your head. No, I'm just messed up in the head. That's all it is. I mean, well, aren't we all, though? Yeah. Aren't we all? Fun fact. We live in a society. There's actually a female spirit in the studio. Only know that because Debbie and I did Dowsing Raw session for Poultry Gals. Oh, no wonder the walls sh- literally shake and, vo- and it sounds like a door is opening every time the damn AC turns on at night. That's really fun. Thank you, Allison. For Angel, who's unaware, and for our, and our listeners, uh, Allison is the ho- co host of the lovely Poultry Gals. It's all this spooky, supernatural stuff. Please check her out. She makes great content that's sometimes. Debatable. I was going to say that's debatable. All right, now back to the. <laughs> Make this episode's content. kind of all over. This kind of all over the place. I'm sorry, guys. Um, so, what did you? Okay, so let's say let's put ourselves in the situation. So throughout the story, we learn that every time the monkey bangs its symbols, somehow, some way, someone you care about is going to die. And it starts out small with some random babysitter you liked, and then the friend of your brother, and then it escalates to your mom. To his mom and then the dog for some reason. And then I guess at some point it killed his uncle too, I guess, and his aunt. But um, how do you go about stopping this thing? Because apparently put dumping it in water didn't work. He says he threw it down the well years ago. He locked it up in a box, just threw it down a well, but it somehow keeps coming back, which I find a little more terrifying because I love those things where I mean, I don't love Annabelle, but the one good thing about Annabelle is when you can't see the little toy moving. It's just there. That's always scary to me. I don't know. Do you guys find that scary at all? 
Yeah, I mean the coming coming back for sure. It as it, I think the scariest part was near was scariest part for me was near the end as as the climax was kind of as it was starting to to really try really, to kill him. Yeah, yeah. really t- really popping off. That was another okay. This is quite real. Yeah, and I liked how they had explanation for when the, when PD the son asked, "Why don't you just put some like cotton or something in between it to mm. stop it?" And they, like, he put a whole ass couch cushion between these things. Sometimes I forget how big these little toys actually are. Mm. And it just somehow smashed all the way through, which is kind of freaky. It's like, a, what could that do to your hands? Mm. But uh, there's mm. like, there's no real stopping it. Why he never thought about burning it up, I don't know. But maybe, well, he, that's funny because he keeps saying, I need to do this, I need to do this, but you forget about it. It's just um, just a w- weird kind of weird way the story goes about dealing with it. I don't know. I thought I had more to talk about with this. I'm sorry. I don't know. For me, the end is probably the most relatable as far as supernatural goes. Like, up until this point, everything seems fairly natural. Like, it's normal for, uh, well, I want to say normal, but in today's society, you see a lot of fathers walking out on their families. So Mm. it's like, okay, that's kind of normal. It's semi-normal for the other parent to pass and for you to go live with your aunt and uncle or whatever next to kin. Mm-hmm. They're obviously older in age, so you know that they're going to die th- at some they're point. They're going to pass, yeah. So they pass. The dog passes because... It got old, it it, got it, old it, it quote is. unquote. People I mean, get run over by drunk drivers, unfortunately. Like Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's like everything up until this point seems fairly quote unquote normal it could just yeah, be a weird like coincidence right. yeah it could, yeah, yeah the circumstances of it seem like plausible up until he tries to take the monkey out on the lake mm-hmm. like out of nowhere on a blue sunny day and they i that's one thing i do like that stephen king purposely put in it it was a cold sunny Blue sky day. Completely clear. Clear. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, clouds come. Like, that's the only thing to me that really stuck that was kind of suspicious. And the <laughs> way the board, the way the, the boat fell apart at the yeah. end, I thought that was... It was running fine until he was about to drop it in the water, and then all of a sudden, it's breaking apart. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Which I got a little scared. I thought he was going to... I didn't think he was going to make it. I'm kind of glad he did. Yeah, I was, I was really... I didn't know. It was... It, it happened it, like that. It like... Uh, it's like, oh, he's going... Like, it really... The way he writes it, it it uh, you're going, your mind is going 100 miles an hour mm-hmm. because it's like, oh, he's breaking, he's rowing. It's like written so intensely, and then, and then as it, uh, abruptly, super abruptly, it's like, and then he's in waist deep water and he made it, mm-hmm. and it's like, it's like, oh, like, you could almost see how it, w- you could almost see like the scene if seeing if mm-hmm. it was a film, where it's like, it was, it almost seems like it might have all even all been in his head. Where it was like he was in the middle of a lake rowing, like maybe like not actually as big as he thought it was yeah, for a minute. Yeah, but then you have the son there who was like, "Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that stuff." And was a, what do you think about his? I mean, I don't. Do you think we needed him having a wife and another son? Because they didn't really play much of a role in the story. I thought maybe they was trying to go for. He cares much for Pete. That's why he gets so much focus. And that's why, like, if the monkey killed anybody, it'd probably be Petey first. And, like, but I, f- they don't, I, I thought that when they were gone, oh, while well, they were gone, they were going to die somehow. And, like, that would be, like, a, maybe there would be, like, some messed up twist that by saving his son, he killed his wife and his other son, something like that. But it really just ends with the monkey killed all the fish. Which is still scary. That sucks. Kind of topical today, honestly. But it just kind of just ends. That's I, I didn't. I, I like the ending. I just don't like how it just kind of just like. I feel like there needed to be some like bit, not necessarily a scare, but more like something like messed up to happen. I think the wife and the other son has a part to play. Like a, it's one of those subtle bigger plots because you see his character once he gets the possession of the monkey again of how he's starting like he's so angry that it's there so he's taking out the anger on the one person that looks up to him that's old enough to comprehend what he's doing but he still has some kind of authority over 
and then towards the end you see him bring up i'm happy that like it this can't affect dennis or Petey. So or the, or his wife or his wife so there is some he doesn't kind love of him like, as much as he loves his Petey, which is yeah. kind of fucked up but i mean that's real life too sadly yeah. i just i think it, it's one of those bigger unseen plots that's there that you think it's there it, for a reason yeah you see more of like his character the anger and the rage that he has for this monkey coming back sure. in his life on them for sure and especially the, it especially because the way they they give you the backstory of of his the way they kind of you know, breadcrumb out the the his childhood stories yeah. kind of in those like little flashback paragraphs. Quick little flashbacks, yeah. but scared. It's just still sad. So before you get all those, while you still know nothing, you're getting this anger, this this kind of this um from him, you know, yeah. towards towards his family. You guys got any other words on the monkey or? I liked it overall. Not For my sure. favorite, but I remember mean, I need to reread it again in a year or so. But it had not it, my favorite from Skeleton Crew, but good. Yeah. yeah, it had me going. Like that, like I said, that ended was was really exciting, and mm-hmm. um, it, uh, yeah, I like how it ended. I think I was been kind of spoiled by Child's Play and like Megan and the like, where I kind of wanted the monkey to talk and like go up and start talking classic Stephen King shit. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, you're a bitch, <laughs> and just kill people. The I was half wanting that. It was like, no. The, that that's that's why I don't that's wh- that that sounds terrible honestly honest I think the um the what was what became scary was uh when he wake up when he woke up and a PD was like got those vibes got those terrible vibes from the monkey and he was it's like, like it's he, always looking like, at you yeah and then he was like um and then and then how kind of finished the sentence he's like like it's telling you to go wind it up and he's like yeah and like and so then you kind of realize that all those italicized blocks where it's like the monkey talking it's like that seems to be actually the monkey communicating like putting a thought okay i didn't i didn't think i didn't get that at that's all what i got i got that's like, actually really cool. I, li- I like that honestly yeah. i got like the monkey was like putting that those his voice in your head yeah and, and you just think it's your voice and like how he how Hal had that flashback where he took like a few steps towards it before snapping out of it mm. so the monkey had some kind of like hypnotic effect that would make you turn the key um i thought it was a a great a great creepy mm. creepy monkey yeah at 10 out of 10 creepy monkey yeah mm-hmm. i do love that it does very much go off of that childhood fear because i feel like we we all have at least that one thing that we're that one little toy mm-hmm that yeah, that's something that you're very fearful of that carries on into adulthood, and no matter how hard you try, it's just there. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until a couple of years ago I was terrified of ducks. I don't know why. I just hated them with a passion. Maybe because they were all over Florida. They just scared the shit out of me. I don't know why. And then um, I hated troll dolls. I hated I hated troll dolls. They just looked alien. Scary. Who finds these cute? Why are these a thing? What the hell is this? See, I can't. I can't deal with dolls like regular dolls. I can't. You don't like Barbie? Mm. No. Or GI Joe? I've never been a doll person. Like I don't care what you do. My parents try to buy me Barbie dolls, dolls, and I'm like, I will look at them crazy and be like, get that disgusting thing away from me. I really would. And Dead glass eyes. Just, like, I oh, can't. Yeah. Yeah. And Doesn't say anything, but it's always judging you mad hard. To be fair, though, I had some kind of logical reasoning behind it. Mm. But, and it has to do with the su- supernatural, mm. which is not very logical in any way, like normal people logic. But but still listen to Poltergeist, please. <laughs> like, that. that's kind of my thing. It's supernatural based, which logically probably shouldn't play a part, but whatever. You everything you hated as a kid for no reason. Well, you th- there you felt there was a reason for you, but no one else could see it. Mm, Angel, I'm trying to think. Yeah, uh, um, I feel like I had those moments where like it'd be like stuffed animals at like a grandmother's house, and uh, you know you got you catch a bad vibe from one of them, and you just like I don't like. I don't like that thing. I can't remember anything. It specific. keeps looking at me. I, my grandmother also had some dolls lying in her house, and like, I didn't bother me as much now. But like, when I sleep in the living room, I just felt them. Just like look back. It's just like, I know they're looking at me, but they're facing the other direction. Well, we, I would, I would say, yeah, we would, we worked in a. There'd be a lot of, I guess, 
we worked on like ranches. I grew up working on like ranches and stuff. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when there'd be like old, really old houses, um, you'd find like old, uh, like cabbage patch dolls with like all the clothes ripped off and like all like the hair ripped off and like yeah seeing I've seen like I know people do that yeah I've seen like terrible like basically like garbage dump toys that are like you know pretty 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 horrific looking have you all seen what the actual Annabelle doll looks like yeah, it's a Raggedy Ann doll. Yeah, which exactly. is honestly a thousand times more terrifying exactly. than a fucking glass doll. Yeah, I don't. Get, I get why they made that change, but I really would have rather they kept the Raggedy Ann doll. Is have that one? Is Raggedy Ann? Does it have button eyes? Yes, yeah, the button yeah, the eyes button and eyes. the red little hair. Yeah, yeah and the red hair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's I, more terrifying. It, it's and Yarn it just hair. goes back to what you're saying that that's like that creepy vibe kind of thing mm-hmm. that oh, yeah. gives off. Oh yeah, you put some dirt on it. Oh like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cut off one of the pigtails. Yeah, that's creepy. Yeah. all right guys it's time for us to all die and go to the afterlife thank god the only that question like is, which door would you rather choose? Oh, okay. man, I'm so walking out afterlife that right door so quick. is about a guy <laughs> <laughs> named Will Andrews. He's a bit of an asshole. Not a total a-hole, but he's done some bad things. He dies of colon cancer. He dies by his children and his wife. He's all like, ah, I see the light. It's going to be amazing. Let's go. He wakes up in some type of purgatory with a man named... Um, something Isaac's crap. I, I just had his name. I'm Isaac Harris. Isaac Harris, who Angel, mind you, I don't know if you knew this. Do you know that was a real person, Isaac Harris, and mm-hmm. that shirt fire, and they talk that about was real. That was all real. Like oh. them falling from the buildings, them locking the doors to cut breaks. The hundred forty, I want to say forty six. Apologize if I get it wrong. Yeah, that actually happened in nineteen eleven in New York City. That was that was all Triangle familiar. Shirt Factory. That was all very familiar. You knew yeah. about this stuff? I had heard about the I well in his I feel like in history class, mm. I, I feel like that that was a familiar story. Like yeah. going through the Industrial Revolution. Mm. Like yeah. But he meets Isaac Harris and Isaac Harris is like, Hey, I know all the bad crap you've done, the dumb stuff. And now you have two choices. You can either go back and be reborn in nineteen fifty six which is interesting to me how you don't just get born in, in this verse in this afterlife. You don't get born in a new body and just a year later it's go back in time. No, it's all exactly the same. Which is crazy. But or you can go back and just erase from existence. You don't even get to go heaven or even hell. Just don't exist anymore. Which is freaky. Well, he didn't he, I mean, I mean he doesn't he doesn't know. He doesn't explain. Yeah, he didn't explain it so much. I mean, he had that light. He had that candle light flickering analogy that was like, that was, that was cute. But I don't know. It didn't. I don't know. It didn't say. I don't know. He. I feel like that was the more intriguing option. Yeah, like maybe you will go to heaven or hell or nothing, but you'll never know unless you go. Yeah, yeah. No one knows. The the idea of of doing of yeah the right door is definitely the more intriguing option, especially because whenever you learn, especially because he tells you that it was the fifteenth time. Yeah, that like, you've done this so many times. We keep having the same conversation. At some point, at some point, you kind of gain the memory of all your... In that moment, you get there, you kind of gain the memory of all your past lives because he tells you. He's like, this is our 15th time doing this. Like, well, the thing is, he doesn't like really... like he, does, he can't comprehend that he's done this so many times. He, he realizes it, but he never really feels it because he keeps saying, you've told me this before. The same conversation. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's true. I mean, that's, that's true. <laughs> All right. So, I like the idea. When well, I do love the idea, like I said earlier, that you you just you don't go to a new t- you don't start a new time. There's no different timeline. All of existence still happens. It's just reset for you, which is crazy intriguing to me. So that I mean, like, there's like eight billion time different timelines. Every time we die, we just re- we can just reset, go back in time. That's crazy. I'm sorry. I love sci-fi crap. It's just stupid sci-fi brain. But no, um, it, I think that's terrifying. I think that was what's most terrifying. Everyone just keeps reliving the, the same yeah, thing, making I- the same mistakes. This idea of being the center lo- of your universe. Well, because even to the ver- t- down to his very thoughts, 
are all hit the train of thought he was having in the afterlife is the exact same train of thought mm-hmm. he's had every time. Like you're, you're like, he, he can't even, even when he is outside of it, he's not outside of it. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's, it's like a, it seems like a prison, an infinite prison of mm-hmm. your mind, your mind, your actions, ter- which is more terrifying. I mean, that's why like, yeah, you go to the right door. I mean, yeah. If you tell r- me I've done the same thing 10 times. Eh, no, that is, that is terrifying to me. What do you think, Allison? I mean, it is interesting because Isaac at some point does say, like, you're going to have these moments of deja vu, and that's basically just the body. It's almost like muscle memory of, I know I've been through this before. I just can't quite pinpoint it. And it's basic. He, I, I do love the fact that he references that, that he's like, you're mm-hmm. going to have these deja vu moments. And you're never going to pinpoint it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then later on, after saying that, when he decides, because he does decide to go back. Mm-hmm. At the very end. At the very end. It's like, I'm going to hold on to one thing. Yeah. I'm going to change something. Yes. And, it, and, and though we all know he, he's not going to. No. <laughs> and th- I do like the fact that he was like, I just need to remember one thing, one thing. And then decides to go back. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude. You literally have gone through this now 15 times. This is, makes time 16. Mm-hmm. And and how many and times have you said you're going to yeah. do this? And Isaac even says at some point that even if you changed one thing, it really wouldn't alter his life all too much. Because mm. even if you do get the colonoscopy early, you're still going to get cancer. They might just might be able to stop it or they might not. Yeah, and it's like how does like – uh, going to get his colon inspected affect every other bad decision that he's made up to that point. Yeah, before that doesn't yeah. change the gang rape. It doesn't change mm-hmm. the shoplifting or mutilating your brother. Yeah, he still did it. Yeah. Um. So is this a way of saying how is this is this story? Uh, I'm not saying King's saying this. Is this a story about how people we are who we are, we are born as we are, and nothing can really change us. You think that's a, tr- a maybe a potential way you could read this, or am I just being an a hole? Mm. I mean, that makes sense. Um, I felt it was. I mean, uh, there was like this, this like cynicism baked into the whole from from like the jump mm. that I found really hilarious. Like the tone of the whole story is yeah. is just really funny. To yeah, me. it's like they're talking about horrible stuff, but it's kind of funny too. Yeah, like the the way that they're that, yeah, when they're talking about and they're making jokes, they're like, yeah, and I bet you would have changed, you would have unlocked that door, wouldn't you? I was like, well, like, yeah, obviously, like, but it don't matter. Yeah, the way that they take they take life and it's horrors and they're just, and they play and they play with it. Mm. I feel like yeah, this was Stephen King. This was him, like, kind of. I don't know. He felt like he was like he was cracking you with the whip. He was like he was like here like here's these thoughts, mm-hmm. and he was really um, put you through like a really because it was short too. It was like a really quick whirlwind of like of like kind of profound thought. Yeah, quick go through of this guy's life who had a hand in the 2008 financial crisis. Mm-hmm. He says I, that was all the higher ups, and it and it was, but you still could have done something. Yeah. No, it was. I think. Uh, it was a nice little um, kind of, I mean, because it, it, it puts you, it, it, it takes it like, it, he, he like take, he took away all his power mm-hmm. in, in like a really interesting, he like, he like kind of was getting at this ideas of powerlessness and like just fate uh, yeah fate human condition and um yeah in a in a way i don't know it it just obviously it's like meant to kind of put you in your in it's kind of meant to evoke like putting you in like if you could look back at all your life choices would you want to try would you quote unquote want to try to do it all again or would you just take your chance and just see what happens in the right door because i don't know at this point in my life I don't know which door I'd pick, honestly. Well, what's funny is that I was actually watching 
it's Neil deGrasse Tyson's the super like known yeah, astronomer. Yeah. So he has a podcast that's called Star Talk, and not too long ago, I was actually watching a segment of this podcast talking about like you as a person and how we how the human brain almost in a sense grasps this sensation of free will and he he brings up the question of do we really have free will if scientifically you look at it there is no energy is not created nor destroyed and almost the universe in a sense knows what you are gonna do and has to have this balance so then the universe has to compensate for all this good and evil that's always there that's always flowing so then do you really have free will or is it almost the universe that's in a sense controlling you as a being and the only way that the human brain can comprehend it is as if you have this free will but then only creating more of the deja vu of I felt like this has happened and then you also have things like reincarnation whereas it's also like maybe it's this energy from a hundred years ago that's almost embellished in you because the universe recognizes that you are pretty similar to that person so then you feel like this is happening this has happened before but it hasn't happened to you Right, not exactly. Yeah. Mm. Right, almost. That made my brain hurt. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. That was a lot at once. But I mean, it is. It, it is like a kind of touching on this idea that of the, the boundary between us and the world is thin. If n- mm-hmm. if if not if there at all, mm-hmm. like we we are this table. We are everything. You know, and we are the flash, y- Barry. Yeah. I'm <laughs> <Exactly>. sorry. <laughs> but yeah, this idea of um. Yeah, kind of of oneness. Uh, I mean, if planet. you think about it, though, that's how like Native Americans, even to this day, live. They, and the one example that a lot of I'm sure a lot of people I hope would know is Avatar, mm-hmm. is especially with the newest movie recently mm-hmm. coming out. They think of themselves <coughs> as one with the earth, the one with the their way of life, mm-hmm. and so they pull their energy from like the water they pull their energy from the forest and that's very much how like native americans look at stuff they pull their energy from Mm -hmm. the earth they are one with what's around them that way of life seems to it's always seems like um what is it i'm and i'm kind of envious of of that like to have been raised like that and i wish i wish that was the at times I wish that was like the prevailing the prevailing like s- philosophy that kind of drove civilization forward like a more earth centric kind of mind that what that makes decisions based off and considering the earth and and it's um instead of we need more oil yeah we need to keep building gas cars right but even like, like weaving if if it were like you know weaving the natural processes of of the earth growth and death you know rebirth uh, into the way that we you know kind of manufacture society that mm. would be that would be tight 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 <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we got really deep here yeah <laughs> but no um yeah it obviously I feel like it makes you this afterlife is. Real is really fun, mm-hmm. and it makes you it makes you think about yeah putting yourself in that situation. Mm-hmm. And think about your life, yeah. everything. And I've had this thought before, where if uh, even before I read this, I've had kind of this exact same thought. If why I mean, I almost I almost felt I've at times felt completely certain that this wouldn't be happening, life as it is, if I didn't want it to. Right, because yeah, if, if you if ultimately have to be the one to want to change your life, well, I mean, in the way that you have to be the one to not kill yourself every day, you, you all maybe you're also the reason why it all started, and it, it's all and it's kind of this puts this is an interestingly kind of like basically thinking, would I do this again? 
and if I would do this again, there must be a reason why I did why, it in the first place. Why I did it in the first place? If I made the choice to live this life, then or you know, did I make the choice to live this life? And if I did, there must be something waiting at the end or somewhere in there that made it all worth it. Some reason for all Some, this bullshit. Right. And uh yeah, would you would you do it all again is cuz I mean th- there's there are people who live pretty terrible lives just kind of end to end stall mm-hmm. bad yeah and uh i've met people like that and you have to you have to you know imagine that well you know you kind of think you know would they would they do it again yeah. would you would you live their life hell no you know what's interesting thought is you know what's i just realized when you were saying that i think some people would say you know some you've seen those stories people would say i would do it all over again just you know i could Hug my mom one more time, or spend more time, spend time mm-hmm. with my kids again. I realized I, he brings up his wife and his kids a little bit, but he never he never explains it to them as a reason why he wants to go back. He only explains how he wants to change things. Mm-hmm. Which, to be fair, he's done some. He did quite a few horrible things, but it never brings up what the good in his life. Do you think because he's not he didn't appreciate it or? Or like when we look at our lives, why do we only solely focus on the bad we did or happened to us and not everything else? Well, I mean, he was an interesting. He was an interesting guy. I mean, he. Yeah. I think. I think he. He was a uh, an interesting. He was. I think he was an interesting example because there are plenty of people that are like him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I feel like you. He's not. He's definitely not the ideal as far as how you look at life. Oh, yeah. like he, he wanted to change things. Yeah. And if you made it all the way to your but death. But he only wanted to change them because he was told, someone had to tell him that these, someone had to quote unquote tell him, I don't know why I'm quote unquote that, had to explain, hey, you know this thing you did? It's kind of fucked up, man. He, he, didn't, he didn't even process that until someone like said it out loud. Like when you look back and someone says, hey, that when that time you put gum in my hair, why, why'd you do that? That was kind of messed up, bro. That's just an example. Sorry, I'm sounding really stupid right now. No, no, no. That that makes sense. Um, but he didn't see. But he just also. I'm just saying he didn't say. He didn't seem uh, like, like the kind of person who would do that. He, well, like he didn't seem like the kind of person that he was. He seemed like he was just. Uh, he he wasn't looking at. His, he didn't look at his life that way. During life, he didn't. He didn't. He, he took. He, he didn't seem like he was kind of one who took those things for granted, and then all of a sudden, and then and then he, I think he was shining a light on on a certain type of person. Like, are you this? Are you this type of guy, mm-hmm. where you would be bargaining, trying to bargain for, for chips, you know, uh, on your do over, mm-hmm. um, or would you be someone who, at the end of your life, put in a situation? Would you be able, would you have the, the courage to accept all the things you did? If if you go through your life and you find peace with all your mistakes during life, when you find yourself in, in this, in this afterlife, you can confidently walk through the right door mm-hmm. knowing that you've, you've done, you've forgiven yourself for your mistakes You've, you know, tried to do right by those and you can look at your life and you cannot see all these changes you need to make that you will try and make in futility yeah. um, because you can't change anything. Uh-huh. And then living in this hamster wheel, you will just, you know, that was the life. That was what it was. I'm happy with it. Time to go. Time to see what happens next. Time to move on. Become something new. What do you think, Allison? That was a really good answer, Angel. I just want to stress that. That was a really good answer. Allison, what do you think? You want to try to follow that up? I mean, I would definitely agree with that because I think there's not a whole lot you could do as far as if you're not willing to accept it in life, why would you be willing to accept it in death? And if you're not willing while you are alive to sit there and say, okay, that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you're there's right. Cause he, um, sorry, you finish your point first. Yeah, like. He never tells his wife about that uh, the thing and call at the frat house. Yeah. Right. He never accepted that he did that thing. Right. Yeah, and it's like you have to 
accept what happened in life before you can, like what you're saying, make peace with it in death. Like, mm-hmm. if you can't make peace with it while you're alive, there's no way in hell that you can make peace with it in death. Yeah. And for you to sit there and, like you're saying, take the door that leads to almost erasing your existence mm-hmm. to sit there and say, I've lived this life, I have did my best, it's walking away now from this life that I was given and I did everything I could have done. The fact that he makes it a choice, I think is beautiful. Because it's like, mm-hmm. you think you when you die, you're just, you just move on and you're arrested and you no longer have responsibility anymore. You take your hands off the wheel. Yeah, and all the versions of yeah. afterlife, you're told you're going to this, you're doing yeah, this. Yeah, and it's like, okay, I just, I'm swept away by the cosmos. But, and it's like, nope, no, but no, man. Can we curse on here? Are we yeah, dude, okay. I've been cursing this whole time. Okay, I haven't even really noticed. Um, but like, all right, look, motherfucker, you got one more decision to make, and you know you're not done yet. Yeah, you're not. You, you know, you, you're not getting off that easy. You still have agency here. I like the idea where it's like you're not getting off that easy. Mm-hmm. You, you have this guy who you have to talk to, and he's like, "Man, you were a real piece of shit, weren't you?" And you're <laughs> like, "Damn, I didn't think anyone was watching because no one was watching." Yeah, but somebody was mm-hmm. and and they were writing it down <laughs> and at the end of the day you you gotta take you gotta look at it you have to face up to it yeah I, and he doesn't i do like this whole like almost office setting and in the beginning like when he goes into the office he's like look at all these nice pictures these nice pictures and he's like explaining i don't know it's the higher ups or whatever i just know i got this tube Mm -hmm. this tube is what tells me and that's like what he references is i don't know this is just my i just do what i do because i don't got a choice he knocks on the wall hey (laughs) the guy wants to know what it's all about (laughs) yeah and and you ain't worth any paper response yeah (laughs) and it's like that's all that's really there is just this guy, this office, and then this tube that goes to the higher ups, and then that's all that's really given. But mm-hmm. I think it's what he deserves. It's, he deserves. It's hilarious because of how they describe it. It's mm-hmm. stacks and stacks of how many times he's done this thing, and mm-hmm. he's like, "Oh, hold on, let me find it. Oh, mm-hmm. here we go. This is the right one." Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Like I said, like I, I won't organize it. That's secretary work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the fact that yeah, that like I said that. That cynicism is all is that is it's hilarious. it's horrible. It's hilarious. Yeah, because it is like yeah, it's y- your your life is basically some guy's paperwork. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's in a way it still it's is not even fun. here because like all we all have files in some government building somewhere about everything we've done. Mm-hmm. It's, it's great. Right. Yeah, that is that is weird. Yeah, it's very true. I just I find it hilarious that this guy is just like. Oh yeah, this is like time number fifteen. Let me find time mm. number fifteen paperwork for you. Mm. And wow, look, it's the same shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the irony in it of We've his had life's the same decision. conversation. Yeah. Before we close out, guys, because I've loved this. This has been. I feel like this has been great. Who? So now, if you, if the person manning your purgatory, this situation happens to you. Who would you want? Is the wrong question. Who would you be? Who would you kind of be interested to meet to be like you're the person in purgatory? Like, if obviously that guy who was responsible for the deaths of 146 people, so like Jeffrey Dahmer would probably be there. Um, freaking uh, Ted Bundy, you know, AH. Who would I want to be? OS, my office guy? Yeah, your office guy. Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais. <laughs> I don't I think, think Ricky Gervais has done anything bad enough to warrant that, though. <laughs> really, sure, but I think he would be really funny in the role. Yeah, he would. My only, it was my, I would just like. If I was gonna have to sit there for a few hours and talk to them, I would want to be ribbed by Ricky Gervais yes. the way that did you ever see Louis, where he's he's like his do- Ricky Gervais plays his doctor. Oh yeah, I think just, I saw that. And he just gives him shit like constantly. That's that's what I would want to be. Where the dude's just like man, like just taking your worst, most terrible insecurities mm. and making just bits out of them. It's like Mason, you've eaten like thirty thousand hamburgers. What the fuck? What the fuck, my guy? <laughs> 30,000. Really? 30,000. You, you couldn't stop at 1,000. 
Well, you couldn't a throw a, you couldn't even throw a piece of sal a lettuce on that, did you? Not a carrot, not shit. Yeah. You yeah, masturbated yeah. how many times a day? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I apologize, Alison. That's that so that was bad. what that I think that would be that would be what you'd need at the end. You need to you need someone to just lay out your most terrible things and make a laugh out of it. So mm -hmm. you could so you could accept so you could maybe maybe that would get you get you through the door of acceptance. I saw you made that 4chan post. Yeah, yeah. Um Lay it all bare. Allison, who would you want? Okay, you know, if you could pick anybody, doesn't be a bad person. But so, someone who would probably uh, be dead by the time you're dead. I'm gonna say two different people, and this is just because. I, one, I would love to see this person, Morgan Freeman. <laughs> yeah, I I would love Morgan Freeman to be there at the desk because the one the amount of times he's played quote unquote God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's funny. He's only played God once, guys. That's the funny thing. We like, just only remember like, that. It's just him. But and then the way he 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 just talks, and it's like you're almost so mesmerized by him. It's like reading this thing, all these things you did wrong, oh. and you're like, wow, you make it sound so beautiful, <laughs> but it's horrible. Mm. So left or right, what's it gonna be? <laughs> yeah. I, and then uh. the second person, which is very bad because he was a mobster, but Al Capone. I mean, Ooh. that'd be interesting to have a talk with him. No, Someone who you never been before. I, I would say, and this is, again, kind of the nerd in me. Um, my dad's retired Waco PD. So I grew up hearing a lot about that kind of day and age mm. and the mobsters and gangsters and I just I would find it very interesting if he's the person just sitting there because I could imagine a desk and this and Al Capone just in a chair with his feet propped up and then got a cigar a cigar and oh, then no, if it's his purgatory he'd have a cigar but he'd have no lighter and so he's just there pissed he and then telling you about all the shitty things that you've done in life and then he's like and i just need a damn lighter for this mm -hmm. <laughs> and then it's like it's like dude you killed people <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, hey no judgment you know they got me on tax evasion yeah. are you kidding me then like, i got syphilis yeah. and then died yeah. Yeah. sucked yeah but i think that i think those two just because they're Polar opposites from each other would mm -hmm. be pretty interesting. <laughs> In the same room yeah. at the same time. <laughs> you, yeah. I think, okay, this is going to be a... W I had it in my head. I, I mean, one, that would be kind of interesting, but just purely just, I don't know, meeting a figure like that. One would be, I, maybe Genghis Khan would be kind of mm. cool. Because he'd definitely be there. He's responsible for a lot of death. Oh, for sure. But um, it's just like, hey, man, so... Like, why did you, what made you really do all that? I mean, we, the books have said one thing, but why? What made you want to conquer a country? Yeah, I feel his answer would be pretty simple. And what did you think about what your all your sons did afterwards? Um, and then I think I I would kind of want to talk to Jeffrey Dahmer, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You just to, I don't know, just to talk to these serial killers. I don't know why. And I, and I hate serial killers. I just, like... Be but interesting. See if they regretted their actions like I regret mine. Yeah. But nothing would beat, nothing beats like the actual person. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, so you're able to talk to the uh, actual person. Because Isaac Harris, he he said he regretted it, but you could tell he still like thought it was kind of stupid that everyone was mad at him. Yeah, yeah. He had that. That was I liked how it was baked in. You're like, oh, that's why you're here. Yeah, so he because you don't his, you don't feel bad heart, about it in his heart. He hadn't accepted. It. He hadn't accepted it. Yeah. Mm. No, that that would be I don't know meeting someone like Dahmer or a serial killer and stuff that that would just be I feel like I feel like real life you get a very disappointing answer oh yeah because yeah they I, wouldn't feel bad at I, all yeah I feel like you'd get a really disappointing answer from someone you'd be like well I mean why do you go to the store and get milk because you need to Oh, you, you know, know what? Like then, uh, I changed my answer. Something like that. Escobar. <laughs> I'd probably want to talk to Pablo Escobar. Uh, that'd be interesting. Just to see if what he. I feel like he would regret some decisions. He would have an interesting moral compass yeah. for sure. He made he made money moves. He was like trying to get ahead. Yeah. He wasn't. He also just doing bombed shit. a lot of Colombia too. Right. right. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. he did horrific things yeah. in, in that time. But he yeah, would say yeah. that he had to do it because the government wasn't doing what I asked him right, to. Right. Right. You'd have to assume it was he their was, fault. Yeah. You had to assume he was of sound mind, and mm -hmm. he just rationalized all those crazy deeds. I mean, yeah. Which is that is more interesting, I think, yeah. than than someone who's admittedly probably would give someone who's crazy would give yeah. you kind of a 
whack answer. I mean, I yeah, could, you're right. You get, thanks for putting me on the right track. I, right. I could see that because I feel like if you're to come into Dahmer or Bundy, they would almost tell you to relive your life. Because, I mean, if you think about it. they'd probably get off on you th- making yeah, exactly. up. Exactly. They, w- they, they got off on all this shitty stuff that they did. So then why would they not get off on watching you m- continuously make the same mistakes over and over again? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they'd relish the idea of, like, that that torturous kind of hamster wheel. kind of. Yeah, yeah. They'd be all about it. Yeah. They'd be right at home. They'd be like, it's great. I don't have to shit anymore. Yeah. This is, gone. Right. This is awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, guys. This was a lot of fun. Uh, always, Angel, always great having you. A pleasure. Um, thanks for people for listening. Uh, you may or may not want to be involved next week. I'll let you know. But next week, me and Allison have already handed her the book. Oh, we it's got it. It's interesting that you picked, that you brought up Native Americans during this spot because this author, we're coming next, is a Native American, a really cool guy. Something just fell. Uh, s- from Stephen Graham Jones, Graham Jones, um, we picked his novella *Night of the Mannequin*. It's an interesting read. Have you started it yet, Allison? I have not. It's mm-hmm. interesting read. I want to feel her opinion about it. Um, Ooh, we got a little author switch up. Yeah, author like switch this. up. I mean, Kane's got plenty to tell us, but I don't want to. I don't want to overflood the market. But that's yeah. stupid. I, I just. Uh, I'm all about it. Yeah, let's do it. Tbh, <sighs> Mason over here. Was like get a library card, get a library card because I'm. She I'm bought over. three yeah. books. I went over. I bought the uh, Bizarre Bad Dreams, Skeleton Crew, like the physical copies, and oh then wow. I went over and bought the ebook of what Night was Shift. It? Night Shift. Yeah, the thing is, you also Bizarre Bad Dreams and Skeleton Crew aren't like Night Shift where they have the little ten dollar versions. They were twenty bucks each. I think they were like fifteen a piece. I think <laughs> still, but still, d- how, how big is Skeleton Crew? I mean, that, one, that one's pretty thick. It's thick because it, it also has the mist in it, too. Yeah. And the mist is like 200 pages. Okay. Yeah. The first them, 20 stories out of there. To be fair, I'm also very much of a, I have to have a physical copy uh-huh. because if it gets messed up, it gets messed up and who cares? Mm-hmm. And I also just like to kind of torture people with mm-hmm. those because like my mom and my grandpa aren't the biggest Stephen King fans. And so mm-hmm. um, I was going to share them those books with them <laughs> nice. and make them read read the short stories at least make them squirm yeah. Yeah. he ain't for everybody but he's yeah. he, he can write all right guys this was a lot of fun we are signing off i uh i don't know how to end this Goodbye. peace don't die most people just say bye mason but you know whatever floats your goat <laughs>